Tonight, Game 55, Celtics versus Sixers. Big shot, big shot, big shot. Nine. What? Get it to him. Get it to him. No. No. Welcome to the podcast. The number one seeded Celtics are facing off against the number three Sixers, who are only three games back from the Celtics. Celtics are sitting smart and gallo. And uh, Big Al and Big Rob are um, questionable tonight. Sixers are sitting no one but uh, Joel Embiid is questionable. Last time they played was the first game of the season. Celtics won 126 to 117. Embiid and Harden went for 26 and 35. And Jason and Jalen went for 35 apiece. The team was uh, pretty hot back then. And so, you know, I'd be surprised if they were getting off like that again. Celtics have been on a slide with a record of three and four over their last seven, but three and one over the last four. And the Sixers have been on a tear moving up the standings, and they're uh, eight and two over the last 10. But they did lose a big 20-point lead the other night against the Knicks. Celtics are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. What do you think? Um... This will be a tough game, uh, especially with no Rob and Al. Um, but yeah, I think the Celtics are still offensively just. I feel like Rob and Al it gives us, or it's kind of a free opportunity to test the small ball. And so hopefully we can try with ball movement to beat the Sixers instead of just pure physical power. Yeah. But like, I, there's not really anything I, anything particular I'm hoping to see. I just hope the offense flows. And if it doesn't, we lose if he does we win it's pretty simple <laughs> yeah i mean listen i mean i'm i'm interested because this is a possible playoff matchup this mm-hmm. is one of the top teams in the east that's the bucks the Celtics have been played well against the bucks in this game this is a big game hopefully they can get up for a big game and um and, and but they do in general they do so i'm looking forward to uh seeing if it is a tight tight contest um against two of the the best teams in the east yeah should we take a look let's go all right we'll be right back What a great game. So the Celtics won that one 106, 106 to 99, lower scoring than I thought. Uh, the Celtics won on a uh, uh, just a three-point assault. Uh, Tatum didn't play well. Brown we'll get to in a minute. Um, but uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White both had 19 points each. Um, Blake Griffin, holy cow, the three-point specialist Blake Griffin hit, I think, <laughs> five three-pointers. Um, yep, and, five, yep five, five out eight. of eight, five three-pointers for uh, 15 points. Grant Williams hit, uh, got 15 points with four from six from three. And uh, uh, our man Sam Hauser, four for four from three, got 14 points. It was a great all-around all around win, from largely from our supporting cast, because as I uh, mentioned before the game, um, Al and Rob were going to be out. Smart, obviously, is out. Gallo's out. And then Brown uh, collided with Jason Tatum uh, early in the game, maybe in the um, uh, elbow by Tatum in the second quarter, uh, had a um, what, what turns out to be a fracture of his uh, cheekbone, I think. And so he was out for the whole game. Uh, Luke Cornett played huge against Embiid. Grant Williams put in great minutes defending Embiid. Al, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not Al. Uh, Luke, Luke, oh, Luke Blake and Grant. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty quick recap of the game. Oh, and what did it look like to you? The entire team just played great. Um, 
Sam Hauser had obviously great shooting. I thought his what I found most impressive was like his defense. They because early in that first half, they were hunting Sam Hauser whenever he was on the floor trying to make his pay for having him out there, and he held up like he he did not give up any easy buckets. He was always locking on defense. That's right. the The league has not gotten the note that you don't want to ISO on Hauser. Everyone takes a look at him and thinks, "Oh, sweet, this is their three point specialist. Let's go up against ISO against him." And he's actually a pretty good defender. He's a well, he's an all around player. He's a decent rebounder as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and he played really good defense today. Um, I was impre- very impressed with Derek White. Derek White had a monster game. Um, like the just Derek White's always been the player. He always seemed a little hesitant, but he was playing a lot of confidence today. I think he had a. He missed it, but he had to walk up three where it's like, oh, he's not taking that shot unless he's really confident. So even though he missed it, it still was like a good sign. That's right. He was really shooting well. Um, he, he went three for six from three. But he, um, you know, his box score is one of those box scores that we've talked about where there's a feels-like box score. And it felt like he blocked about five shots, and he hit five threes. Yeah. He only oh, my hit, God. He, he only he's... blocked twice, and he got three threes. But, he but those two huge. blocks were loud. They were on, they're both on centers. Yeah. Uh, one was on Tobias. It was a chase down. The other was on Embiid. Yeah, he did, he threw up a, a lob um, to. Uh, it was on it's not beat Harold. My bad. He threw up a um, he threw up a lob um, that didn't go right to I forget who it was. Maybe it was to Blake. I'm not sure. And uh, and then he went right down on defense and uh, and got a block on Tobias Harris, which then converted into a corner Sam Hauser three. It was a great uh, sequence of plays. Um. Yes. Joel. Joel Embiid, who's the leading scorer this season at 33.4 points per game, he struggled tonight. Um, he had 28 points, but I think the Celtics just found a way to make it hard for him. I think I credit Joe Mazzullo on this one. We were always we were throwing well-timed double teams at him every time that it felt like he had not a mismatch, but a it's not quite a mismatch, not quite like a semi-mismatch. They always throw a double team at him. Tatum, I thought was great defensively. Tatum, I thought sneakily had a good game too. I felt like he had like he had a lot of steals at a very low usage rate, and it was very effective. Because at the end of the game, we needed a bucket, we gave it to Tatum. He got us the game ceiling floater. That was that was so good. So yeah, he went one for five from three, five for fifteen from the floor. He had twelve points, nine assists, and eight rebounds. So a, a, a not a good shooting night. Well rounded game though, in the sense that he's getting um, he's he's filling up a bunch of different uh, uh, stats, um, but. Yeah, and he could also relax into our our. I mean, when we look like this, we really do look like uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah, um, everyone was cooking, and 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 in the face of adversity, with with four by you know by midway through the second quarter, four starters were out of this game. This is one of our leading contenders. Uh, by the way, midway through the <laughs> we watched this game late, so midway through the second quarter, I think it was, we found out about the KD trade that just <laughs> that, that just uh, so KD is no longer with the Nets. Uh, he is now a son, and that's crazy. Uh, and so that's you know that's a team that I think just got weaker and um, that's a team that's basically eliminated. They don't. I mean, they're so, they're like now they're kind of like what the Clippers were in 2019 before they got Kawhi and PG. Just a solid team, a lot of great guys, no really stars, which is ironic considering it's the Nets. And this odd forty-point scorer, who what's his name? Tobias? Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Cam, I'm telling you, he's going to pass LeBron all-time scoring record. <laughs> he's going to catch weeks. up. It's going to be incredible. Um, so uh, another thing, the beginning of the game looked terrible. Uh, Jason uh, first first possession, he had a turnover. Then Jalen Brown had a turnover. 
Uh, Derek White had a turnover. Hauser had a turnover. This is all in the first quarter, except oh Blake Blake's first possession was a turnover, and then he hit a three, hit a three. <laughs> he did a he did a head fake drive that didn't work out for him, and then he hit another three. Uh, so it was like just like the weirdest upside down of a of a first quarter. The only thing I was slightly concerned about this game was that what you just talked about the turnovers, and also. We didn't really put them away. For we kind of let them hang around. No, about seven minutes. Seven minutes to go. You and I looked at each other and we said, you know, if, if they play the next three minutes and and they had a ten point lead at the time, if they can just hold this for until it's about three minutes left, and of course at three minutes it was only a five point lead because we do like to keep everyone around. We really do. Um, it was a great game though. Uh, any other notable um, notable plays that you remember? Uh, there was that. Uh, first of all, a minute left. Um, Joel Embiid, like I said, leading scorer in the league, uh, one minute left in the game, and it's a five-point game. And who do they have guarding Embiid? That's right, <laughs> Peyton Pritchard. And he guards him. No, no double team, just Peyton. Uh, somehow Embiid misses the shot. Peyton sticks with him. He, the rebound goes long. He gets the ball again out at the three-point line, and Peyton's right there. He's still on him. It doesn't work out for them. Uh, that was one of my favorite uh, sequences of the game. I think I got to get the best sequence to that. Derek White chased down on Tobias, which turned into Sam Hauser corner three. Yeah, crowd going nuts. That was like it was also like the the cap off a run too. So it wasn't just like a independent play. Yeah. How about the, the so there was uh, in the um, there was a point five seconds left in the possession. And uh, we had an inbound play behind the basket, and uh, we got the we got the cornet dunk right at with the uh, this oh, yeah. just direct pass from from Derek to um, to cornet, which was great, uh, a great inbound play, which I was happy to see. Um, and let's let's talk MVP race. Uh, clearly, Embiid won that one today because while Tatum got the win, he didn't really, you know, he like we said, he didn't shoot very well. Um. Uh, who else like, played well on the other side? Um, this might be this is an NFL comparison, so it's a little a little weird for this podcast. But I feel like the Celtics are a little bit like the Philadelphia Eagles, where you just have an insanely strong team, and every there are no weak points in our team. It's just insane depth. Everyone can shoot. Everyone can defend. Everyone's smart. But we don't really have that one. We don't. We're trying. We we have a guy in Jason Tatum that's like our. He's our go-to. He's our superstar. But he's not quite the MVP because I feel like at this point, MVP is decided basically every time by just who's the high volume guy, just who's the guy that will put up the most stats on a decent team. So last year was Jokic. He puts up the high volume, high stats, and he deserved the MVP. But it's just like it's the tricky. winning, the modern winning style basketball where everyone is deep isn't really a strategy that gets you an MVP. That's possible. I mean, you, you know, it, it has gone to centers uh, four out of the last five years, I think it is. Um, uh, but I will also say that um, there's always a little bit of a story to the MVP race. Um, and um, and the other thing I was going to mention was, so, you know, last night LeBron got the um, career uh, career record in points for total points in a career which is really a testament to his longevity and for his ability to, to um, evolve as a player. And so somebody was going through the evolution of his game, and it does make me think about Tatum where, you know, like, it, you know, Tatum came into the league. He was a hot rookie. Uh, they actually played really well. Um, he dunked on LeBron. He dunked on LeBron seven. in the playoffs. It was pretty awesome. Um, he's had great success getting to getting to um, Eastern Conference Finals after Houston Conference Finals, which is also what LeBron did. 
Um, last year, uh, a lot of my friends were saying to me like, oh, you know, Dodd Tatum, he, he's not going to be a superstar. You know, superstars don't miss. If he would ever have a, f- a failed game, they'd say, oh, you know, the superstars don't do this or superstars Lambert don't do that. that. That's exactly right. And then you could, but now he's a bona fide superstar and, and they keep saying, oh, you know, MVPs don't, uh, you know, fumble at the end of a game. And it's like, you know, there's an evolution to this thing. The guy is growing. He's incredible. He's going to be uh, our guy. He's definitely our guy right now, but he's going to evolve to be even better. And for this stage of his career and this stage, he's just so awesome. He's not in his prime, and like, there's still, it's not like, oh, he's going to get better. There's a thing that he needs to, like, that he will get. Like, you know how Jalen Brown had that handles? The handles and turnover problem, which he now hasn't totally fixed, but he got way better at. And now he's made another jump, which we thought wasn't going to happen. I think it's the same thing with Tatum. Once he fixes this turnover problem, he's going to make another jump. Yeah, I think they both have to work on their their turnover problems. The whole team does as well, but yes, and that's right. But the thing is, exactly, there is something you can point to and say, he needs to work on that, and then that's going to elevate this already stellar game. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about this game? No. Any, who is uh, uh, and what would you, what you hold on? You were asking. Oh, did, is there a player? Do you have a? Is there a player on this team that you uh, you love to hate? Not really, right? James Harden, uh, I find so incredibly annoying with his throws up his hands before he gets the call too. He throws up his hands just instinctively. Is like, oh, I didn't get the call. That just pissed me off. That he's like just so obviously is putting on performance arrests. Yeah. Yeah, that's a technique that that's a modern technique that I hate. And I felt like there was a, I did not see it in Embiid a lot tonight, but I felt like Embiid was sort of uh, uh learning that that move. And uh I you told me this during the game. Apparently Korkmaz asked for a, for a trade which I find hilarious. <laughs> I, if I don't you know said. your first name. You cannot ask for a trade. You cannot be asking for a trade. I mean, you can ask, but uh you know, they'll do what they're going to do. <laughs> All right, well, tomorrow's the uh, trade deadline. That's going to be a big day for a, uh, uh, an upset, uh, a, a quake in the, um, in the league. But I think they've all dropped. You know, the Lakers made a big trade, uh, and the Nets made two. So uh, who knows? But there'll definitely be a lot of trades tomorrow. And getting D'Angelo Russell is uh, calling that a big trade is stretch. Well, West, it, it, it improved the Lakers, and there's been a lot of talk. They actually sent one of their two picks, and, um, and they got off of the Westbrook. I mean, it'll be an improvement. I'm not worried about the Lakers being anything real. So that's Philly. We have Charlotte coming up Friday, February 10th, followed up by Memphis uh, two days later. Those are our next two games. I'm looking forward to those. Um, We will see you then. This podcast is produced by Mark and Owen here on our dining room table. New podcasts drop the morning following every game. Next up, the Charlotte Hornets on February 10th.